0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
2: I just decided to reach within myself and find the courage and use that courage. I was always scared to put myself out there. I was scared about what people thought. But then out of the blue, I decided to start my own Instagram account and post painting every day. No matter what people thought, I just decided to not think about it and just do it. And from there on, like everything came together, I started saying verbally out loud, I am an artist. And then I started to believe it. And then I started to get offers in my community for commissions. And before you know it, everything fell in place.
3: This is Bucketless Careers. I'm Crystal Laurie. Welcome to episode 85. And thanks for joining for another pivot story toward a job that feels like home. I like that phrase, and you know how they say, you know you found your person when they feel like home? Well, I believe that can happen with your career. Amy Hoffman, New York-based marketing executive turned abstract artist. This narrative will move you. It's really a pivot slash survivor story, an evolution of a supremely creative and resilient human. Amy's been painting for 16 years after surviving a devastating illness that's left her partially paralyzed. And Amy came out of it with a different relationship with fear, the kind we all would like to achieve. She was always creative in her youth, but you'll hear what changed and how the art just started to pour out of her. And I won't give it away, but something incredible happened in her two-month stay in the hospital when she was told she was suffering from a rare neurological condition how she's dealt with all of it is just extraordinary. And she also shares in this episode how she's built a thriving business, sharing her art with the world, profiting from what fuels her and gives her serenity. I hope you'll find the same value in her wisdom and takeaways that I did. Amy, hi. Thank you for being with me for this episode of Bucketless Careers. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me. And it's so great to finally meet you. I know. I'm so glad we're doing
3: this. I found you and your art through mutual friends on Instagram. Yes. I love your work.
2: Thank you. By the way.
3: And I was just so inspired by your story. I knew I had to bring it to my listeners for various reasons. I mean, you check the box with a reinvention that lights you up. You've also lived through what you've said was the scariest turning point of your life the day you became partially paralyzed. And of course, nothing was the same after that for you. And yet, nothing seems to have stopped you in your growth towards professional purpose. You were artistic throughout childhood, drawing. Let me look at this list. Piano, dancing. You did school plays. Yet you went on to study at NYU Business School. So let's start there.
2: I just loved NYU. I have to be honest, it it was some of the best years of my life. So I have no regrets going to business school at NYU. I double majored in marketing and management because at the time I figured if I major in marketing and management or business, I could apply that to any industry I get into. And looking back, I was so right because I am applying my marketing skills now to my business And I I also learned from looking at my dad's example, you know, he came here as a Chinese immigrant and he's kind of like a self-made man and he worked his way up in banking and was able to provide a good life for his family.
3: Right, right. So
2: after I graduated, I landed a full-time job at a brand marketing firm where we evolved and revamped different brands, brands for different bath and body products and toothpaste and toothbrushes. So it's it wasn't really brands that were that exciting at the time. <laughs> Since I had an entry-level position, they gave me all the grunt work. I was working in the office till 11 p.m. I was doing all the organizational work and filing and all the admin duties. like. Typing up Excel charts and typing up invoices and proposals and correspondence with clients. So at such a young age, I already became really, really burnt out. Like from I worked there from when I was 21 to 23. And I was just like, oh my God, is this what life is like now? Is this what it's like? Is this what it's gonna be like forever? And I I remember joking around with my best friend, and I was like, you know what, I just wish I could escape to a faraway beautiful land with Prince Charming. And you know what they say, be careful what you say, because whatever you say verbally comes true. So you
3: manifested actually meeting the love of your life.
2: (laughs) Right. Exactly. Out of the blue, when I least expected it, I met the love of my life. And he asked me to move to Switzerland with him. And you can imagine that didn't take much to convince me. I, I was like, this is a sign from the universe. This is a sign. This is, of course, I was madly in love with him, but I was like, this is my way out. This is my chance to escape. So I packed everything I owned in a suitcase, quit, left my apartment, quit my job, got on a plane and lived in Switzerland for a while. And during that time, I really had time to be present for once, enjoy nature and just self reflect and have a lot of time for self care and just kind of reevaluate what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Then we ended up getting married and then we moved back to New York. And then when we moved back to New York, we still needed that second income at the time. And I had to talk to my husband. I said, I don't want to work in the corporate world full time anymore. I'm not going to do it. So I'll just do part time. I'll work on marketing projects twice a week. And then the rest of the week, I don't know, I'm just going to partake in something creative and fun.
3: So at that time, you were starting to overlap your marketing work with other explorations of creative fields.
2: Right, exactly. So I was, I was marketing for a bank, marketing products and services for a bank. And you can imagine I was not interested in that at all. So, cause I still really loved marketing deep down inside. I loved marketing. I loved creating marketing campaigns and creating brands. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. But I, wished that i was marketing products and services that i was passionate about something i was creative and i didn't know how to mix the two and i said oh i wish i could mix marketing with something creative so the rest of the week i took up acting classes at night and started auditioning for for commercials because i said you know i always loved the stage when i was young Why don't i tap back into that and that unfortunately Didn't go very far, but it was fun. And then I I got into makeup artistry and tried to do makeup at different department store events. And from there, I discovered that I, I really love tools. I really love working with brushes. I really love working with color and blending color. But it just never dawned on me at the time to put this on canvas with paint. It never dawned on me at the time.
3: Totally. The hints were there for you. Your interest in the brushwork, the blending of colors, a love for art tools. And if I recall correctly, the timing of that phase leads us to your second pivotal moment. And that's when your health was compromised and that changed everything.
2: Yes. So one day in 2006, I was home alone and I was just feeling really off. I started to feel really, I felt like I was coming down with something. I spiked 104 degree fever and I started having sharp pain in my spinal cord. And all of a sudden I started feeling numbness and tingling in my legs and my feet and the feeling just became more and more, it was increasing throughout the day. And I started getting scared and, but I said, you know, it's probably nothing serious. And then I called my mom and dad. I said, I told them what was going on and they said, we need to rush you to the hospital right away. And so They took an MRI, and then one of the doctors said, you have something called transverse myelitis, an inflammation in the spinal cord that could cause permanent damage or paralysis. And there's a chance that you may never walk again. So hearing those words, like you will never walk again, is just like someone stabbing you in the stomach with a knife, basically. I just thought my life had ended. I thought this was it, you know, my life had ended. And it was just also at the same time of being shocking, it was overwhelming. Doctors were trying to cheer me up and I was just like, no, I don't want to smile. I don't want to read. I don't want to, I don't want to do anything. And then one day a therapist in the hospital, she was using art as her main form of therapy for patients that were traumatically injured in a hospital. And so she came into my room and then just planted all these paint supplies on my lap, on my hospital bed. And she said, here, just paint and, you know, just paint whatever comes to your mind, paint whatever you feel. And I was hesitant at first, but then that moment when I started—I'll never forget that moment when I started painting. I was just, I was like, "Ooh!" I was finally able to exhale. Oh, that
3: just gave me the chills. Yeah, and
2: just—I don't know how I would have found art the way I did. So she planted paint supplies in my lap, and for for the first time, I felt present. I. Didn't worry about the past because the past I couldn't change and my future was uncertain. So I wasn't worrying about the future. I was just enjoying this present moment of putting color on, on the paper and seeing all those colors come to life. And from then and there, I just knew that this was it. This was my passion.
3: So it made you feel more present and painting was providing some solace for you at a devastatingly difficult time. I don't know if you were even thinking of it becoming a career at that point. Or did you have some notions?
2: Not at that point. I was in the hospital for two months, and I ended up celebrating my 30th birthday there. And when I finally got released, the first thing I did was buy paint supplies. I bought more canvas, more paints, and brushes. And and then I was just painting on and off, like here and there. I I was just painting anything. I was painting painting figurative stuff, continued to to paint portraits, painting a lot of landscapes, mostly of the ocean Mm -hmm. and water because I'm a swimmer. And so the water is one place where I feel free. So there's a lot of blues in my work, as you can see. But yeah, I was just painting here and there. And then I ended up having two kids and then I was a stay-at-home mom. And then my life was all about them. I was a full-time stay-at-home mom for a few years. And then when they were finally Able to go to school full time is when I started a more disciplined art practice. I made the commitment to paint every day and improve my craft. I took up online workshops. I wanted to educate myself about composition and focal point and because I didn't know what that meant at the time. And then educate myself about what are the professional paint supplies and more about color. So Love and it. and then I think it was like a few years before the pandemic where painting on my own was just not enough anymore. I wanted to share my work with the rest of the world. I I wanted to bring joy and vibrancy to others that art has given me in my life.
3: That's it. Something told you, and this can just happen. I'm ready now to, in your case, share with the world, monetize it.
2: Yeah, I just decided to reach within myself and find the courage and use that courage. I was always scared to put myself out there. I was scared about what people thought. But then out of the blue, I decided to start my own Instagram account and post painting every day. No matter what people thought, I just decided to not think about it and just do it. And from there on, like everything came together. I started saying verbally out loud, I am an artist. And then I started to believe it. And then I started to get offers in my community for commissions. And before you know it, everything fell in place. I registered my business under New York state, hired a graphic designer to to do my logo, hired a web designer to do my website. And then as soon as I grew my Instagram following, people started purchasing off my website and it all came together from there. And then I, I was lucky to get published in Westchester Magazine twice.
3: Yay. Always good for the press to take notice. That also
2: helps. <laughs> yes, exactly. It yeah. really
3: sounds to me, Amy, like your process was solid. You laid your foundation for growth yeah. step by step.
2: I had more time to paint.
3: Very nice. Congrats.
2: Once I started putting my work out there, once once it became a legitimate business, once I registered, once I got my website down, it was when I started paying attention to the business side and, you know, paid attention to the finances and all that fun fun stuff and the marketing that goes along with it. And then once everything was lifted, when the pandemic ended, like all the events started and I was able to participate in different art fair, local art fairs here in Westchester and group exhibitions. I did one in Rhode Island, Connecticut, and some Westchester. And I just, this past weekend, I just did a big well-known art fair called the Other Art Fair, which is one of the most well-known art fairs for emerging artists.
3: Actually, as you're talking about events marketing, I realize how well you've married your marketing training at NYU With what you were likely born to do with your painting, transferring your skills for that perfect marriage. I did want to mention something, Amy. On your website, I saw this really beautiful quote right next to a picture of you painting. In that picture, you were using wheels from your wheelchair to do the painting. And I was totally moved by that. Not sure if that's always your process, but I definitely wanted to tell you I loved seeing it. And back to the quote for a moment. You say, What I love about painting is that it keeps me in the present moment. We cannot change the past. We cannot control everything in the unforeseeable future. However, we can embrace and have gratitude for the moment right now. Just letting that wisdom wash over me for a moment. I feel like it can be applied to so much in terms of personal development and most definitely a career transformation. So how do you feel being in the moment, recognizing we can't possibly control it all? How has that served you in finding your purpose professionally?
2: Absolutely. It's being present, enjoying the process, enjoying the growth. I mean, it's it's great to have goals and think about the future, mm-hmm. but enjoying the right now of where you are right now on your journey, on your path to your goals is important. And I never forget that quote because that is the quote that I felt when I first started painting is when I felt present.
3: So true. Being present is absolutely one of my constant goals. So, Amy, I also need to ask you, in terms of navigating obstacles, which we do that every week on the show with our guests, I just have to come back to what you've been through. You're most certainly a guest who's dealt with more than most, and- Your relationship with fear, you say, has changed for the better because of how you lived through this and have survived becoming partially paralyzed. You're doing such stunning creative work despite what's happened. And there are people who would not keep pushing the way that you have. So talk to me about the value in changing your relationship with fear.
2: Fear has always been my obstacle. I don't know. I don't know if I'm more scared than the usual person, I, but I think we, we all are in some way socialized to instill fear because of our upbringing. We all are socialized. For example, I grew up in private Catholic school and was raised by nuns and I had overprotective parents and well, yeah, we all have something that has instilled fear from us. And don't get me wrong. I have the best parents, but they were protective. So nice. I, I was always scared of everything, scared of failure, scared about what people think. I mean, it's held me back to start my business for a few years. And now the difference is that I don't want it to hold me back anymore. So yeah, in a way when I was paralyzed, it's changed my relationship with fear because that was by far the scariest moment of my life, but I know I lived and survived it. Totally. So the last few years I've made it into a habit to do things that make me uncomfortable, that make me scared on purpose. Because if you don't, you'll never see what's on the other side of that fear. What I do now is I reframe that fear because the fear is always there, it just doesn't go away. But I'll reframe it and I'll say, you know what? This is something positive. This is something exciting that I'm a challenge that I'm about to embark on that I could grow and learn and evolve from and embrace it.
3: You embrace it. You know, that actually reminds me of a recent podcast recording with a founder. And she said she forces herself to try something new and scary, because the unknown is scary, each year, a project, at least one, in some form that stretches her. And even if it's not a home-run idea, which they aren't always, it's growth, no matter what.
2: Oh, yes, absolutely. You just have to make the choice, because life is full of choices. You make the choice to find the courage within yourself, and courage and fear could... Work together alongside each other. Just because you are scared does not mean you don't have the courage. Oh,
3: that is so well said. So I want to send everyone, Amy, to your website where they can learn more about you. It's amyhoffmanfineart.com, and that's spelled A I M E E H O F M A N N. That's one F and two N's in Amy Hoffman Fine Art. Also, your handle on Instagram. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story with us. I I loved every minute of it. Thank you. Ending this one with a simple thank you for being part of the growing Bucket List Careers family. We are always grateful. Be back next week with another fresh episode. Be well.
0: An ironic media production. Visit us at ironick